Show them to all. Today's office money cut off. Yudzayin. We are starting Tezayin Omer Beis, the second to last line, the eighth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Her Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And we continue talking about Shamta, and don't forget that that is the overall terminology for either Nidoy or Cherem, and we just call it Shamta. So Amrav Tanchom, Braid Reb Chia, Ishkvar Akai, Amrav Yaakov, Baracha, Amrav Simlai, Vamrilan. Some say it was Amrav Tanchom, Amrav Huna, Vamrilan. Some say it was Amrav Huna, Chudei, Rav Huna said this by himself. Yudzayin Omer Alpha on top. Talmud Shanid if a Talmud, meaning we have a Talmud Chacham, he put someone else into Nidoy, it was because of his honor. Someone affronted his honor, so he put that person into Nidoy. Nidoy of Nidoy, we have to follow that Nidoy, and that's valid. The Tanya, we have a Brisa, Menudel Rav, Menudel Talmud. If the Rebbe put someone into Nidoy, so then everyone, all the Talmudim have to follow that. However, Menudel Talmud, Ainam Menudel Rav, if the Talmud put someone into Nidoy, so then the Rav does not have to follow that. But what do we learn from here? Rav, who the the Rav does not have to follow the Nidoy of the Talmud, Halukuli Alma Menuda. However, everyone else does have to follow that Nidoy of the Talmud, which means it's a valid Nidoy. Now, Lamai, why is that Talmud? Putting that other person into Nidoi. Even Mielodishmai, if you want to say that he was Ivan Avera of sorts, that he deserves to be put into Nidoi, we have a Pasuk that says, which literally means that there's no wisdom, understanding, or advice against Hashem, which really means that when it comes to Chil Hashem, we aren't lenient, and this Talmud Chacham most definitely has to be a Nidoi to everyone, also to the Rav. So what's the case where he's only a Nidoi to the Talmud and not to the Rav? So it must be El Chavar Atzmai that he put that person into Nidoi because of his own covet, there was in front to his covet, so he put that person into Nidoi, and that is a valid Nidoi. And now a similar halacha, Amrav Yosef, He's able to take the din into his own hands. That's something he knows the halacha. So if he knows that Ruvain owes him money, he's allowed to go and take that money from Ruvain. And now a story about Nidoi. There was bad rumors coming out about him, and the Farshim explained there was rumors that he was involved in women inappropriately. What are we supposed to do about this? Should we excommunicate him? The Rabbana need him because he's a Talmud Chacham, and they used to ask him questions. Should we not put him into Shamta? That's going to end up being a Chil that we have this very Chashav person. He's a Rav. People are always asking questions, and he's doing these inappropriate things, or at least there are these rumors that he's doing these inappropriate things. So I'm like the Rabbi Chana. You ask Rabbi Chana. Did you hear anything about this? Do you have an answer to this problem? So I'm like he told him. And this Rabbi Chana says, "What's written in the pasuk? He says, 'Kain Yishmurudas. The lips of the kind should guard knowledge. V'tari Yavakim Piu, and they shall seek tire from him. Kimal Chashem Tzvakasu, because he's a Mal Chashem Tzvakas. So what do we learn from here? Im Daimer Rav Lamal Chashem. If the Rav is like a Mal Chashem, he has a perfect reputation. He has great midas. He vakshu tire and pivs, and then they should seek tire from him. But vim lav. If not, I vakshu tire and they shouldn't be learning Torah from him, and this person has a bad reputation, so there's no reason to be learning from him. And the only reason why you didn't want to put him into Cherem is because people are going to learn from him, but you shouldn't be learning from him anyway. So based off of that, Shamta Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda put this Talmud Chacham into Cherem. L'saif Ichlash Rav Yehuda. Sometime later, Rav Yehuda got weak, he got sick, and Asher Banal Shulei Bay, the Rabbanon came to visit him, and also Iunami Bahadai, this person who he put into Cherem also came to visit him. Karchazi Rav Yehuda Chayach, this person who was in Cherem, this person who was in Shamta, saw Rav Yehuda smiling. So Amalei, this person told Rav Yehuda, "Let me stay Shamta Elu Hugavar Zanav that you put that person to Shamta Ela Chuchinami." But you're also laughing at me. He thought that Rabbi Huda was laughing at him. So I'm Rabbi Huda told him, I'm not laughing at you. It's just that when I go into the next world after I die, so then my mind is at ease, meaning I have a very cheerful mind, I'm very happy that I wasn't machnif, even a person like you. I wasn't scared of anyone, and I put you into Kherim because I felt it was the right thing, even though you were Talmud Chacham. And Nachnashid Rabbi Huda, eventually Rabbi Huda passed away, and also this person who was in Kherim, this Talmud Chacham, he came to this magic Armelahu, he told them, Charlie, please release me from this Kherim, please release me from his shamta. Amrulay the Rabban, the Rabbanu told him, Gav the Chashav Rabbi Yehuda, like a hacha. We don't have someone Chashav like Rabbi Yehuda over here, delish rulacha, that he could release you from the shamta. El Zil Gabed Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya, good Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya, or Rabbi Yehuda who was the Nasi, he was the grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, delish rulacha, he's able to release you from the shamta. Azla Kamei, he went to Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya. So Amrulay the Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya told Rabbi Ami, Paika Ayn Bedine, go analyze his din, imi bayal mishrulay, if we're able to release him from it, sharulay, so then you should release him from it. Ayn Rabbi Ami Bedine, sarul mishrulay, Rabbi Ami analyzed his din, and he was actually going to release him from the shamta. But now Amr 
and everyone knows about it. So then we're going to have to put him into Nidu, because we have the Avbezin doing these terrible affairs and everyone knows about it. But apply the Rish Lakish. This is not like Rish Lakish. The Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish says, If Tamar Chacham started doing affairs, we're never going to put him into Cherem, we're never going to put him into Nidu before Hesya. Shemar, the Pasuk says, And you're going to stumble by day. And the Navi with you will stumble as if by night. What does that mean, as if by night? You should cover over for him as if it's nighttime, meaning we're never going to put him into Nidui in public. He's a Tamar Chacham, he's Chashav, even though he's doing the wrong things, we're going to still cover over for him. And Marzich Chasidah came to Rabban and Shamta when one of the young Tamar Chachamim needed to be put into Shamta, he needed to be punished. So Beresha, Mishamas Nafshe, at first Marzich Chasidah would put himself into Shamta, Vahadim Mishamas Day, and then he would put that young Tamar Chacham into Shamta. And in some ways, like Marzich Chasidah was showing that he was with him in his sorrow, he was with him in his pain, that he had to be in Shamta, kind of like what a parent tells a child he's not allowed to have dessert, so the parent himself also doesn't have dessert along with a child. And now we continue, Kehava Albushpize, when he went into his lodgings, meaning when he was going to sleep for the night, Sharulay Lanafshe, he would release his own Shamta, and then Vahadr Sharulay Day, Marzotcher Chasidah would release that person's Shamta, meaning he was only in Shamta for one day. And Amrav Gidl Amar Rav, Tamar Chacham Nadal Atma, Mefal Atma, Atamar Chacham, he could actually put himself into Nidui, and he could release that Nidui from himself. And Amrav Papa, Tasi Lee, I'm deserving of reward, Delisha Misi Tzurv Rabban Me Oilam, I never put a Tzurv Rabban into Shamta. As the Gemara Aluki Kamachayv Tzurv Rabban in Shamta, Hechi Oven, when a Tzurv Rabban had to be punished, so how did he punish him if he didn't put him into Shamta? So Gemara answers, Gihad Marava, just like in Eretz Yisrael, Mimnu Anigidu Tzurv Rabbanon, they would vote on giving Malkus to a Tzurv Rabbanon, Veloy Mimnu Ashamta, but they wouldn't vote on putting him into Shamta, so that he wouldn't put him into Shamta, but he would give him Malkus. Now we ask, my Shamta, what's the understanding of the word Shamta? Amarav, he says, Shum Misa, over there is death. Ushmal Amar, he says, Shmama Yia, it's going to be desolation. And Mahanyo Beik, Yitichibitunura, Shamta affects a person like fat on an oven. When you smear fat on an oven, it gets absorbed into the walls and never comes out, so too, Nidoi has a lasting effect on a person even after he's been released from it. Which is the Rishlakish, this is not like Rishlakish. Dumb Rishlakish, he says, Kashem just like a nidoy, it goes into the 248 limbs of a person, it completely infuses itself throughout the person's entire body. However, when that nidoy leaves, it completely leaves the 248 limbs of a person's body. It says in the Pasuk of Ahayso, the ear is cherem, and cherem is begamatria, cherem is gematria 248. And when it's taken off, how do we know it's taken off from the entire body? The Pasuk says, in anger, rachim tiskar, you should remember to have rachmanus, rachim is begamatria, it's gematria 248. And Amar Vesavi says, Shadi Shamta Aganuf to the Kalba, you should throw Shamta on the tail of a dog, Vihi de Avda, and it's going to do the rest, meaning that Shamta is going to work. What does that mean? The Hava Kalba, there was a dog, the Hava Acham Masayad Rabbanan, he was eating the Rabbanan's shoes, Vlahava Yadi Manu, and they didn't know who's destroying their shoes. They didn't know there was a dog chewing their shoes. They just knew that someone's ruining their shoes. Vishamtu lay, and they put a Shamta on whoever was ruining their shoes. A fire caught into his dog's tail and consumed it. And another story about Shamta, Hu Alama, there was a strong person, he was a bully, the Hava Kamatsar Leila Hutsu from Rabbanan, he was bothering, he was pestering. He was bullying a certain Talmud Chacham. Asla Kamed Rav Yosef. This Talmud Chacham came to Rav Yosef. So Amalei Rav Yosef told the Talmud Chacham, "Zol Shamta, go put him into Shamta." So Amalei told him, "Stafinimene, I'm afraid of him. If I put him into Shamta, he's going to bully me even more." So Amalei Rav Yosef told him, "Shakel Psichale, why don't you write a star of Shamta and then show him that star?" So the person responded, "Kol Shakendim Stafinimene, for sure I'm afraid of him. If he sees that I wrote up the Shamta in writing, of course he's going to bully me." So Amalei, so Rav Yosef told him, "Shakel Achte Bekado, go take that star of Shamta, place it in a jar. Yuzayno Beis on top of Achte Bekivri, bring it to a base of Kvars where no one's there. Vikari Bei Alpha Shipuri Barba and Yamin." Blow the shayf right at a thousand times over forty days. Azal Abedachin's Tamar Chacham went and did this. Paka Kada, the pitcher ended up smashing Umis Alama, and this bully ended up dying. Now the Gemara says, Why is the Bishamta we're going to blow a shayfer? The answer is because shayfer is a lashon of Shenifra and Mimenu. We punish him through the shayfer, and the shayfer brings about the shamta. Now my Tavra, why is it we blow a shvarim? Shin and Tav are interchangeable, so Tavra is like Shever, which is shvarim. Why is it we blow a shvarim as part of these shofar blasts for a shamta? So Rav Yisroel Breder of Yehuda he says Tavri Bati Rami because a shamta breaks buildings. The time you have a bray saw Amr. Anytime the Gemara says the Chacham placed their eyes on something, 
Ahini. That means someone either died in that case or they became poor. And the Mishnah said, The Nazar Mitzayra, when they changed from their Toma status to their Tara status on Chalmai, they're able to get a haircut. The Gemara says, Does this mean that they didn't have any time before Yantif, meaning they became Tahar only on Yantif and therefore they get a haircut on Chalmai? Then we're perhaps Afab Shahil and Penai, even if they had time before Yantif, they're still allowed to get a haircut on Chalmai. So Amrullah, he said, Tanina, we learned it. Call Elisha Amrullah, all these people that we said, Mutar Lagalai that are allowed to get a haircut on Chalmai, that's Bishaloi Hail Hempenai if they didn't have time beforehand, meaning they were only able to get a haircut on Chalmai. Aval Hail Hempenai if they had time before Chalmai, before Yantif to get a haircut, Asurim, so they're not allowed to get a haircut on Chalmai. But Nazar Mutaira, Afabisha Hail Hempenai, even though Nazar Mutaira had time before Chalmai, before Yantif to get a haircut, and they did not do so, nonetheless, Mutarim, they are allowed to get a haircut on Chalmai. Why is that? Shaloi Yeshu Karbana saying, so that we don't delay them bringing their Karbanas. We know that Nazar Mutaira are not allowed to bring their Karbanas unless they get a haircut. So if we're going to tell them that, oh, you didn't get a haircut before Chalmai, before Yantif, so we're not going to allow you to take a haircut on Chalmai either, since it's going to end up being that their karbanas are being delayed until way after Yantef, and that's not a good thing. Therefore, even though they were able to get a haircut before Yantef and they didn't do so, we're still going to allow them to get a haircut on Chalmaid. Now, Tana, we have a brass, which is different than our Mishnah. Hakayin va'avel mutarim begiluach, Hakayin va'avel are allowed to get a haircut on Chalmaid. So now the Gemara asks, Hi, Avel Hechidami. What's the case where Avel is allowed to get a haircut on Chalmaid? So before we continue, we have to have a little bit of an introduction. We know that after seven days of Shiva, it begins what's called Shleishim, a 30 day mourning period that's not as strict as Shiva, but similar to it, and that both during Shiva and Shleishim, one is not allowed to get a haircut. Now, we also know that Yantif will terminate Shiva or Shleishim early. So let's say, for example, someone came in Avil two days before Yantif. Once Yantif comes, no more Shiva. Or let's say Shleishim started before Yantif, but then Shleishim is going to be terminated once Yantif comes. However, if Shiva never started, for example, someone died on Yantif, or Shleishim didn't start, for example, the Shiva was cut short because of Yantif, but Shleishim never officially started because it was Yantif, so then we do not say that it's terminated early. So now we're going to go back to the Gemara and try to figure out, according to the time of this bride, so when is an Avil allowed to take care of Chalamayid? Elim, if you want to say Shechal Shemini Shloi Be'eberegel, his eighth day, meaning the day after he finishes Avelos fell out on Erev Yontif, so he bailed Galuche Erev Regal, so then he should have taken a haircut on Erev Yontif. So Ella, you want to suggest Shechal Shmini Shloi Lias B'Shabbos Erev Regal, that his eighth day, meaning he had already finished his Avelos, and his eighth day, the day after his Avelos, fell out on Shabbos, which was Erev Yontif, meaning Yontif was on Sunday, Shabbos was the day before Sunday, and that's his eighth day of Avelos, technically, meaning he finished his Avelos, his seventh day of Avelos was on Friday. So if that's a scenario, he bailed Galuche Erev Shabbos, he actually should have gotten a haircut on Erev Shabbos. Why is that? Abishal says the mix is Yom Kekulay when we have part of a day so we can actually treat it as if it's the whole day and when his eighth day meaning the day after he finishes Avelos falls out on Shabbos Erev Haregel and that Shabbos is Erev Yontif he's actually allowed to take a haircut on Erev Shabbos so he should have taken a haircut on Erev Shabbos so he doesn't have had to take a haircut during Cholamayid so the Gemara says the case that we're talking about over here is his seventh day of Avelos fell out on Shabbos Erev Haregel which was Erev Yontif so Tana Bras Abishol. The town of the Bryce holds like Abishol. The Amr, he says, Mixes Yom Kekulai. The part of the day is like the whole day. The Yom Shvi Oyloi Lukanu Lukan. And the seventh day of Avelos actually counts as the seventh day of Shiva and the first day of Shleishim. And we keep into Shabbos Hava, since that day happened to fall out on Shabbos, Anasui happens to be an Inus and he can't get a haircut on Shabbos. Namely, since the first day of Shleishim was Erev Yontif, because remember, that last day of Avelos doubles as the first day of Shleishim. So that means the first day of Shleishim was Erev Yontif. So now the Shleishim started before Yontif. We could say that it terminated early also because of Yontif. And technically, he should have been able to get a haircut Erev Yontif. But again, since this case, Erev Yontif was on Shabbos, he's allowed to get a haircut on Chalamayid because he couldn't get a haircut on Shabbos. Whereas Tanya Dunn, Sarvalak Rabbanan, our Tana holds like the Rabbanan, who's our Tana, the Tana of our Mishnah that disagrees with the Tana of this Brisa, and he holds like the Rabbanan, the Ami. They say, First of all, we do not say Mitzvah Kekulay in a standard case. We don't say that part of the day is like the whole day, and therefore we don't say that the last day of Shiva doubles as the first day of Shleishim, and Vakati Loshlim avails to Shiva. And on Shabbos, which is Erev Yontif, he hasn't completed yet his Shiva, and it's not going to be considered terminated early. And therefore,
therefore he wasn't able to take a haircut beforehand, and therefore he's not allowed to take a haircut on Chalamayit itself. And now we ask on the second case of the Brisa, what exactly is the case of the Kain being allowed to take a haircut on Chalamayit? Elam, if you want to say the Shlomishmar to Erevregal, that his Mishmar finished Erev Yantif, now we know that a Kain is not allowed to take a haircut during his Mishmar, after his Mishmar is allowed to take a haircut. So if you want to say that his Mishmar finished on Erev Yantif, so he should have taken a haircut Erev Yantif, he shouldn't be allowed to take a haircut on Yantif itself on Chalamayit. So we say, his Mishmar finished on Chalamayit, and therefore he's allowed to take a haircut on Chalamayit. And Tani Dunsavar, our Tan, who argues and says that a Kain is not allowed to take a haircut on Chalamayit, he holds, since we have a mission that says, there's three times during the year, meaning the Shalash Regalm, that all the Mishmars are equal, even though it's not really your Mishmar, you're still able to come to the base of Mikdash and you're able to take the Imurim, all the different limbs of the Karbanas that were brought on Yantif, you're allowed to take them equally as if it was your Mishmar and the Lechem upon him as well. So, command the Mishmar to Berekel Dami, as if his Mishmar hasn't finished on Yantif because he's equalized to all the other Mishmars on Yantif. So, therefore, his Mishmar hasn't finished, he's not allowed to take a haircut. But Tanah Brasov, the town of the Brasov, holds Afagad the Shaykh Mishmars, even though he is connected to those Mishmars, meaning all Mishmars do have equal share in all those Karbanas, Mishmar Temiyashlimalai. However, his official Mishmar actually did end their Mishmar on Yantif, and therefore he is able to take a haircut on Chalamayid. And Tanah Brasov, we have a Brasov. Call all these people that we said they're allowed to get a haircut on Chalmayid because of an extenuating circumstance. Let's say they came from overseas trip, they landed on Chalmayid, so they're allowed to get a haircut. And they are allowed to get a haircut while they're in Avil. Meaning, let's say they landed from an overseas trip and they were told that they're in Avil, they're allowed to get a haircut. Asking Marva, Tanya Asurim, we have a rest that says they're not allowed to get a haircut. So Rav Shila, he answers, When we say over here they are allowed to get a haircut, that's talking about where they have back to back Avelos. They landed from an overseas trip, someone in their family died, and right as they were getting out of that period of Avelos, someone else died, so they had to go right into another period of Avelos, so then they're allowed to get a haircut in that case. Asking more, if you're going to tell me it's a back-to-back Avelos case, so my area call Elusha Amru, why is that we're specifying these cases, these extenuating circumstances, for example, a person coming from overseas, even anyone who has back-to-back Avelos is allowed to get a haircut. Titan, you have a bride, a person has back-to-back Avelos, if his hair is too heavy because he's going from one Avelos to another Avelos, so he's allowed to lighten it with a razor, he's allowed to wash his clothing in water. So why is it that we're specifically saying only if a person came from overseas, that was our example, and he has back-to-back Avelos, he's allowed to get a haircut. Even if he didn't come from overseas, even if it's not an extenuating circumstance, he's able to get a haircut if it's back-to-back Avelos. So the Gemara answers, we already stated on that, Amar Chizr, had said, he's only allowed to lighten it with a razor, but not with scissors, meaning he has to do with a shinoi, he has to cut his hair with a razor, not with scissors. And Bimayim, he's only allowed to wash his clothing in water, he's allowed to wash it with different detergents. So a regular person that has back-to-back Avelos is allowed to get a haircut, but it has to be by way of a shinoi. If a person came from overseas, that was our example that we were using, and then he has back-to-back Avelos, then he's allowed to get a regular haircut, even with scissors, he does not have to do with a shinoi. And once we mention this case, Armav Chizri says, We learn from here that an Avel is not allowed to wash his clothing either. And on our bottom, we have a Brayasak. The same way he said, You're not allowed to get a haircut on Chalmaid. You're not allowed to cut your fingernails on Chalmaid. Dave Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Rabbi Yezi Matra, Rabbi Yezi allows you to cut your fingernails on Chalmaid. And the same way he said, The Avel is not allowed to cut his hair while he's in Avel. He's also not allowed to cut his fingernails while he's in Avel. Dave Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Rabbi Yezi Matra, Rabbi Yezi once again is Matra. Amr Uli, he says, Halachic Rabbi Huda Ba'avel, the Halachic Rabbi Huda when it comes to an Avel that he's also to cut his fingernails, the Halachic Rabbi Yezi when it comes to Chalamai that he's allowed to cut his fingernails. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, Yud Chesam Al Fanatab, Halachic Rabbi Yezi Ma'id Uba Avel, the Halachas like Rabbi Yezi on Chalamai, and when he's an Avel, both of them are allowed to cut their nails. Amr Shmuel Shmuel said, Halachic Rabbi Yezi Ma'avel, the Halachas like the one who's Mekel when it comes to Halachas Avelos, and Rabbi Yezi's Mekel when it comes to Halachas Avelos that he's allowed to cut his fingernails, so he's allowed to cut his fingernails. And we're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with a story about an Avel cutting your fingernails. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.